Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Well, howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. With you again, Jimmy here, along with uh, Richard. How you doing? I'm good. Good, good, good. Glad to be oh. back. We uh, Did you know we actually took a week off? We did, I don't even think uh, we did. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say maybe we uh, gave our, our suffering listeners a week off, you know, yes. for Thanksgiving, you know. So, yes. that... <laughs> so yes. uh, but we're back in the saddle now yep. this week. Uh, yep. 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 Get back to talking some hunting, you know. Yep. Speaking Absolutely. of Thanksgiving, uh, old Corn Bandit here, you had a, a pretty <sighs> successful trip over at Rancho Bandito. Over oh, my God. Eh? It was great. Eh. Yeah. Hey, don't you know, we, <laughs> we saw lots of ducks and lots of deer, uh, man, now it, it was, it was, a, it was so much fun, uh, for a split second there, I felt like I didn't have a job, uh, I just hope my boss is not listening, but, uh, my real <laughs> boss, but now, nah, yeah, we, uh, we ended up going down on Monday, um, I guess the other Monday of Thanksgiving, so I did not make the evening hunt, <laughs> we ended up leaving Dallas at I think like seven o'clock, and yet I still saw tail lights up in, in, in front of my face in, in through Dallas. I'm like, what, what is what is wrong with this picture? Mm-hmm. Why is it that we are stuck in traffic? Of course, we hit the major freeway, and then it was uh, adios. So, um, but yeah, traffic in Dallas sucks still, even on a Monday at seven o'clock. But uh, yeah, Tuesday morning started off with a bang. I I, I was committed to getting up early. And that is the one thing about having little kids is that you know you uh, they kind of train you you know to wake up early. I remember back in the college days. Of course, I'd also drink a gallon of whiskey too. But you know it was <laughs> make so it a little harder. Tough. Oh yeah, God, it was so tough to get up. But uh, much easier this day and age. So you know, th- I I told myself that this Thanksgiving I was going to try to try to hunt outside of the box. <laughs> They go to some places that I, I typically don't go to just because they're a little bit tougher to get there. And then, like well, most humans, I'm lazy. So uh, the great thing is, is that there were a lot of ducks in town, uh, which is you know, everybody knows I'm a I'm a duck head. Um, and what was what was really nice is is that the, the weather was was cool. I mean, the high I think it was in the 60s, the lows were in the 40s. Uh, so it was definitely tolerable. Uh, and we had a major, major, major snow system um, out to the west and the north and the east. I mean, quite literally everywhere. It was all in the square states, and it was you know kind of moving its way. So it pushed a lot of those ducks uh, back down towards towards us in Texas. So perfect timing. Uh, oh man, it was it was awesome. It never works out that way, of course. So the fourth first morning. The fourth morning, I uh, I ended up going to the frack tank, which as everybody knows, if, you, if you're a faithful listener to the podcast, that is where we do all of our dove hunting. So the, the frack tank is not a very big tank uh, at all. Uh, it's got a very heavy clay bottom. That is important. And we'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, it, it's always had ducks. I mean, early teal season, we see a lot of blue wing teal and you know, during the late, super late dove season, we, we always see ducks on it, uh, especially a lot of puddle ducks. So, again, the the puddle ducks prefer, uh, I think, your, your shallower water, uh, not so big wash. They love these these stock tanks. So, puddle ducks, gadwalls, widgeons, mallards, teal, um, 
I think that's technically about it. Now, why do they like the sh- the shallow water? Well, because they're they they love to get up there in the shallows and eat all the all the the aquatic vegetation there, duckweed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas the divers uh, prefer to eat like I mean, some of them eat like uh, you know aquatic clams and you know stuff like that. So they're they're literally out there, kind of <laughs> the deep part, diving down, eating junk off the bottom. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just kind of a, it's just that, that's kind of the two classes of duck, if you will. Um, so the, the smaller tanks are typically going to have more of the puddle ducks, whereas the big tanks, like the house tank on, on Rancho Bandito, uh, is about 10 acres when it's full. You'll see a lot of divers there and you'll have puddlers over in the shallow. So, uh, I, I ended up going the frag tank and, um, I ended up, uh, getting there plenty of time. It was cold. It was overcast. Um, now I, I hadn't been there since all the leaves have fallen off the mesquite trees that kind of, they kind of crowd the tank. So I really wasn't sure. I had an idea where I was going to sit, but I knew I was going to do a lot of this in dark, uh, which by the way, kind of sucks. So, um, I ended up putting about 12 decoys out there. Uh, and, and what I did was that the, the frag tank is kind of a, if you look at it from the air, it's kind of a square with rounded corners. Okay. So, um, and that's important to say it's rounded corners because um, I put my decoys kind of in that corner, right? And I probably just threw them about 10 yards offshore and I didn't have my waders on so that, you know, if I needed to go out there and get them, I could, whatever. So um, that that's how I kind of set up and I have my, my bucket and I have my duck jack and I literally just kind of nestled myself underneath the mesquite tree. Now, uh, thinking that I would probably have to make a cut or two, I ended up bringing one of my little um, my little clipper packs that I got from the uh, the sportsman's box, I believe, yeah. uh, which has just come in so handy. Can you explain you know, what that is? What's that? The sportsman box? Well, uh, yeah, you can explain that. This uh, yeah. clipper pack as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the, the clipper pack that I, I've got, and they, I mean, they're just. Basically, what it is, it, it's a it's a a, little, a small Velcro pack, and it's got a, a expandable saw on it, and then it's also got some little hand loppers, uh, and it's just fantastic for you know, like I have a, I, I carry a pack a set of them in my turkey pack, mm-hmm. so while I'm out there turkey hunting, I can uh, I can real quickly make a little cutout blind. Yep. Um, I did the same thing in my Mac Daddy Caddy when I'm out dove hunting. You know, if I need to move, uh, I, I'm not going to grab a mesquite branch because it's full of thorns, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to use that little clipper pack. So I've got one in my Mac Daddy Caddy. I've got one in my turkey vest. And now I'm probably going to keep one in my dove, my traveling duck gear, mm-hmm. uh, because it really came in handy. So I was able to make myself a little, uh, you know, a little little shelter in there. And then the one thing you got to remember: mesquite thorns and duck jackets don't go along very well. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I had I kept every time I'd move, I hear this. I'm like, oh god, uh, yeah. I'm ripping my jacket. <laughs> I didn't, but uh, so but before you like, before you jump on though, yeah. you said you yeah. got it from the sportsman's box. Let's, yes, I did. Uh, just do a quick mention about that one. Oh, yeah, uh, the sportsman's box. Yeah, we've. Uh, yeah, so we had uh, we had a sportsman's box on. I guess it was I don't know, probably ten or fifteen podcasts ago. Uh, just a, a really, really, really cool box. And actually, you know, for those uh, for those wives, significant others, whatever, looking for a good Christmas gift for your 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 husband or your your daughter, whatever it may be, check out the sportsman's box because it, it basically is a box that comes to you every single month. 
and it's full of all kinds of hunting goodies. Now, but the cool thing is, is that they they make it so that it's kind of customized to what you hunt. Okay, you know, for example, I don't hunt Rocky Mountain goats. I wish I did, but I don't. So I'm not going to get any gear that's specific to them. You know, like portable oxygen tank, helicopter, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm primarily white-tailed deer. You know, ducks. So I get stuff that's more geared towards that. But uh, it's a lot of fun, you know. Obviously, I, my my days of of being really excited about getting gifts, okay, are obviously over. But every month, it's kind of I I was telling uh, I think it's Adam, right? Yeah, I was telling I, I just yeah yeah Adam Whitehead. Yeah, I was telling Adam it's just it like lifts my spirits, you know. I'm like, oh dude, heck yeah, what do I got? And I'll tell you, this box that I got this past week or this uh, I guess this past month was was the best one I've ever had, nice. full of all kinds of goodies. So. Very cool. Give the sportsman's box a, a, a good look. And I always told Adam there's a lot of stuff in there that I'd be like, you know, do I really need this? I'm like, yeah, no, I could totally use it, but am I going to spend money on it? Well, now that it's given to me, guess what? I use the hell out of it. Yeah, right. right. Um, so that's why I've always liked it. Yeah, so, so give them a look if you're looking for a Christmas gift for sure. But well, we uh, yeah, we talked to the talked to Adam uh, Adam Whitehead. He's uh, founder of Sportsman's Box back on uh, episode 36. So if mm-hmm. folks want to go out there and uh, check that one out, uh, just Definitely. look it up, episode 36. Definitely. Yep, that was that was fun. So, uh, so yeah, okay, so shooting light, shooting light finally comes. Again, it's overcast, uh, which is great, because with the overcast, you know, the ducks, um, I, I've always found, don't, don't really, you know, it, well, obviously you can't see as well. They can't see as well, right? So even though you got this fat dude sitting on the edge of a tank, you know, with it being overcast, they have a little hard time seeing. So uh, the ducks, uh, they just come right in. And again, one of the things I love hunting tanks like this is that they don't, the ducks don't have the ability to, to circle 8 billion times and then take their time coming in. Okay. That's how hunters get busted. I think a lot of times, uh, because with a smaller tank, you know, they have to, they can't sail in, you know, they got to kind of hover in. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of like a helicopter of that, instead of exactly. a, a long runway. Exactly. Way. You know, <laughs> and, and that's exactly right. And, and, and you can really, you can really take advantage of that. And so, uh, I had, um, golly, I had, uh, first group of ducks in were actually covered in white. I'm like, oh my God, what, what, what are we looking at here? Some sort of, you know, new species. You know, I'm running through my Rolodex of ducks in my head, and the first ducks on the water were actually some hooded mergansers, which, uh, if you want to see a pretty duck, go look them. They look like punk ducks. They've got this, they're small, they got this kind of pointy beak, they're divers, uh, and they got this white mohawk, okay? They just look tough as hell. Their call is ugly. It's like, meh, meh. <laughs> I mean, you know, the good Lord made them pretty, but they're just like, please just don't talk. You're, you're terrible. What uh, are they called again? They're called uh, hooded mergansers. Hey, hold on one second. Hey, folks, do you want to level up your hunting game and gear? If so, join the hunt to get killer hunting tips and tricks that'll help you out in the field. Text the word bandit to 345-345 right now. And when you do, you'll even get access to some exclusive deals on the hunting gear and services we discuss right here on this podcast. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 right now and join the hunt. Mergansers. Yeah, look them up. There's, uh, there's, white, there, there, there's a white phase. So I had a, a bunch of them come in, and I didn't even take a shot at them because they're 
they're really not all that edible. Um, I, I've shot some in the past and tried to eat them, and I ate them, but it was kind of like taking your cough medicine. It was it was rough. So um, they came in, and then shortly after them, I had a, a handful of widgeons and uh, and gadwalls come in, and and boy, the, the gadwalls came right in my decoy. So I. I laid into them pretty good, so I ended up nailing. I ended up dropping two two gab walls, um, which was awesome. Just right outside my spread, and I did not have my dog. Okay, and that's a that's a um, that that's a, a good point. It's going to come up here a little bit later. So I did not have my dog, uh, so I just kind of let him stay out there in the tank because I, you know, I, I don't think that a dead duck really affects the other ducks. I think some people will disagree with me. I. Personally, I think that they probably look at it as a, as another freaking decoy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I I let them stay out there because I know that I've only got a finite amount of time before, you know, everything goes crazy and and you know I'm I'm not going to see any birds. So I uh, had some more come in. Uh, this time, some was getting a little higher, uh, even though it's still very cloudy. But they they couldn't see they. I think they could see me, so they were kind of over there in the the edge of the water. So I, I literally, I ended up shooting shooting two that day, and I, I just sat there and spent the rest of the morning just watching them, and listening to them. And they were well out of range, uh, but but that I, I think that's an important little tip. If you've got the ability just to sit there and watch animals in their natural environment, you can learn a whole lot about them. And it was fun to watch the the I had some mallards come in again, well out of range. Um, and watch them kind of inter- you know interacting with the hooded mergansers and then with some teal that came in uh, and it was kind of funny to, to to watch how they they hung out you know the mallards would hang out with the hooded mergansers uh but then the the teal and the gabwalls they were walking up on the bank i mean just kind of i mean popping the sunscreen out and just making mm-hmm. it a day i mean it was really kind of fun so uh, unfortunately, my my bottom was so numb. Uh, I mean, it was to the point where I mean, it was literally up like down my spine, up my spine. I was like, dude, I got to move. I have to move. So I stand, I <laughs> I stand up really quick, and they're like, Wah! and they kind of look at me like, oh god, we've been had, boys. You know, run. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, the mallards, of course, being the the king of spooky ducks, in my opinion, took off and. The other puddle ducks did too, but the McGansers just sat there. I'm like, dude, that's you're really pretty, man. You're gonna end up on somebody's wall if you don't do something <laughs> about that. So eventually, they ended up flying off. But uh, uh, that evening, uh, took my daughter Abby out looking for a hog. The hogs have just not shown up. Uh, in I guess the months we've been hunting, we've killed one hog, and that was you, Jimmy, and mm-hmm. that was just by chance. Right. Uh, the hogs are, are are still in the bush eating the acorns. It is boy. Um, again, double-edged sword, I always, I always say that term, but it's so true. You know, we've got so much natural forage out there. We just had an incredible acorn crop. I think the whole state did actually that the hogs are out there and the turkeys and the deer, they're all there. And the, so the feeder activity has been really slow, mm-hmm. uh, but we tried anyway, you never know. So the, the evening hunts, except for, uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving were, were, were pretty unproductive. Um, so fast forward to, to Tuesday morning, I, uh, you know, fresh off my gadwall, uh, kills, I, I said to myself, you know, what? I'm going to hunt our main house tank this time. And I did that on purpose because, you know, Thanksgiving morning, we'll have a bunch of people in the house and I know there are a bunch of ducks in town. So I, I, you know, I don't want to be shooting my, my, my shotgun and waking everybody up. Not that I really care, but, um, so I ended up going to my normal spot there on my house tank. 
uh, with with my dog, which was a lot of fun. And uh, we ended up doing pretty well. Once again, right at shooting light, I have, I have my – oh, no, you know what? Hold on. I'm sorry. Huh? God, dude. Whoa. I totally forgot. <laughs> Back up. Whoa. Back up. Back, I'm sorry. Back up to Tuesday. No. Be, be, yeah. be. Back up to Tuesday morning. So <laughs> I, I totally forgot. So I, I got my gab walls out there dead in the tank, right? All right. So I put my waders on. Now I've got hip waders. Now I've got a wading jacket. So that's a, that's a key key point. I have hip waders, not full waders. I do have full waders, but I never bring them out because they're very heavy and they're hot. Um, Is that the only reason? <laughs> well, uh, that's true. No, they actually fit. They actually probably fit better than than yeah. No, much, but, doesn't have anything to do with sun kiss either. Yeah, does. no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we clean, we clean that one out. <laughs> but uh, hmm. I ended up, you know, getting those ducks. Thankfully, the wind kind of blew them a little bit towards the shore, so I start making my way out in those tanks and and uh, you know, with the, with a real clay bottom, you've got to be very careful, uh, especially if we don't have a dog. And I didn't bring my dog because she's eleven years old tomorrow, uh, so she's a little fragile. So I like to take her, you know, where the ground is relatively even. I don't want her getting hurt, so. Uh, I went out there and I, I fetched my those those ducks and let me tell you I was exhausted because the that clay sticks to you and it's one of these deals it's kind of like quicksand you know you 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 put your left foot down and then you go to take a step with your right well as you go to <clears throat> take a step with your right you're kind of doing a plunging effect with your left and yep. so what do you do you end up sinking um, and so I was able to retrieve my ducks successfully. Uh, which was obviously awesome. But I, I was whooped. I, mean, I was sweating because it was not it was not easy. And of course, I'm holding these dead animals, trying not to you know rip them in half. And I end up getting back to shore, and now it's time to get my decoys. Well, I have a little uh, device called uh, I think it's like a decoy retriever stick. This thing reaches out like 20 feet, and I think we've got it on our website. Um, if you want to take a look at it. I think every duck hunter, especially ones who hunt in a tank situation like this in Texas, has got to have one of these because this retriever stick, you know, allows you to to reach out there and, and really grab these decoys, okay? Well, I used that, fantastic, put my decoys on shore, okay? Uh, got them clipped up. Well, I have one Gabwall Drake decoy that was out there. And I used my my stick, and I had just thrown it, like, just beyond. I'm like, God, you idiot. Why did you throw it that far? You know, it's a relatively new decoy. So I'm like, all right, okay, the stick's not getting it. Let me wade in there and just see if I can, you know, try to get close to it. So I, I'm, I'm looking at the mud below me. I'm thinking, all right, you know, at least if I can find a rock or something to withstand my 300 pounds. So I, I go in there, and I'm getting pretty close. Well, the whole plunging effect happens to me, but this time I'm 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 stuck. I am stuck, and so I'm like, all right, well that decoy is going to be there for quite some time now. So that so at this point it's a survival thing. Okay, now obviously I told my dad, I told my family where I was going. So if I didn't come up, if I didn't come back with an X amount of time, they would know. Also have my cell phone in my waiting jacket, uh, in the chest pocket sealed. That's important because I have dunked my phone before. Um, but I was stuck. And again, I'm in hip waders and I'm up to about knee high water. So this is not a good thing, you know? So, um, I ended up throwing my, that little stick kind of on shore and I'm only, you know, a couple of feet from shore. 
and, and literally, it, it's not fun, but what you got to do is you got to sit down. So I pull my waders up, you know, as, as far as I can, probably just above my belly button. And I basically put my right, extend my right hand out. And I'm almost kind of like doing a pivot motion, you know. Uh, and of course, you, know, you got that icy water, you know, is, is hitting my waders and hitting my stomach <laughs> yeah. and all that. But I was able to get out and then I was able to roll out of it and then crawl up to shore. So I'm, I'm, I didn't get as wet as I have in the past, but, but man, that, that is, um, that's a real thing. You really got to be careful. And of course I told my, my father that and he's, Oh God, you, <laughs> you could have died. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But then of course I came back with something. Well, if I would have died, I would have died in the place that I love. Like, Don't say that. And then, <laughs> you know, you know. Right. Anyway, so that, that that's an important part to, 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 to mention. So, all right, fast forward to Wednesday morning. Well, remember, I remember another time, just real quick. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember that time where it was, uh, oh, it was a lot colder, too, then. No, no, it, was it was freezing. freezing. And my and water had ice. Actually got stuck. Yeah. And I had to walk back. Yeah. I had to walk back in my shorts and then my 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 socks along a, a trail to to get to the vehicle, uh, and that was like a hypothermia type situation. Yeah, I felt scary. like uh, I felt like Gus McRae on uh, Lonesome Dove when he's walking on the prairie, you know. And uh, anyway, yeah, that was that was scary, dude. Yeah. So, but so I guess anyway. the moral of the story is if you do it enough, it'll probably happen. At least oh yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it almost happened to me again. Uh, almost happened to me again Thursday morning, but I avoided <laughs> that, that. So Wednesday morning, um, again, lots of ducks in town. Got a great setup, not too far from – again, kind of in a cove. I got 12 decoys out there. And uh, my right on clockwork, I have um, I have a group of like four gadwalls decoy perfectly. And I'm sitting there watching my iPhone, and my dog is – if she's about to bust, I'm like, oh my god, this place is about to go crazy. And I look at my phone, and you know, I'm like sitting here looking at it down on my chest, and bing, you know, here we go, shooting light. And I raise my gun, and my dog looks up at the gun, like, whoa, 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 you know, three shots. Uh, and of course, I, I did skillet shot him. Okay, hey, I, I cannot lie. And uh, sure enough, I got four dead ducks right there. So they're all gab walls. I knew what they were. Um, so that was pumped. And of course, Scarlet goes out there, just feathers and muck everywhere. She brings them back. And, uh, when she brings them back, I ended up, uh, uh, you know, making sure or making sure everything was good to get her calmed down. All right. And then, uh, got a couple more ducks come in, actually a teal come in, ended up missing him, which I had no idea how that happened because they were, it was really close. But, um, towards the, towards the end, my, uh, my dad, ends up leaving uh ends up leaving and if you if you've seen the rancho bandito the road there's a the road that goes by the tank dam so when he was on the tank dam going out to get the newspaper it's probably 7 30 at this time he scared up a whole bunch of ducks uh i mean a whole bunch they all flew right toward me so i'm like oh dude here we go and i had a, a group of some uh two mallards and you can you can just tell mallards if you've done it long enough from all the other ducks up above me and uh, I ended, I mean, this thing is, they are way up there. It's 35,000 foot bird. And I ended up taking a shot, first bird, boom, folded them. It's a big old drake. Nice. And, of course, he lands behind me. Moreover, that he not only does he land behind me, but he kind of sails and lands behind me. So I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So that, that was duck number five. And um, 
So I end up, I end up, you know, reloading. I got my gun, and that this is why you get a bird dog, right? You know, and of course my my bird dog. Of course, everybody's partial to their dog, but she's phenomenal. She's found billions of ducks, billions of dove. She's got a great nose. She knows what she's doing. It's just fun to watch her work. Now she's older now, and her nose isn't what it used to be. So we looked for freaking thirty minutes. Uh, I mean, I took her in and in and out of you know cactus thickets, which she doesn't care, by the way. That's how dedicated she is, and uh, took her in. You know these big, 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 big clumps of uh, cedar tree. Just we just could not find that duck. Went back later that day, still could not find that duck. So, huh. uh, you know they're they're really hardy critters. And even though it looked like I folded her, him rather, uh, he you know. Um, I, I guess he got up and walked away. Uh, it's happened before. It'll happen again. It's just kind of the, the nature of the beast. So, you know, with that being said, I probably could have, you know, finished out of the limit, but I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not, not going to worry about it. And I packed up my stuff and, and went in. Hey, hold on one quick moment. Hey, folks, have you ever wished that there was an easier way to find the hunting feeds, supplies, and services you need when and where you need them? If so, check out our hunter search at feedbandit.com where you can see what hunting suppliers are in your area or are on the way to your land. Don't waste any more precious time searching Google or calling around for feed, blinds, feeders, or even outfitters. Just use our targeted search for hunters, the Feed Bandit Hunter Search, over at FeedBandit.com. We'll find your feed. That night, Wednesday night, uh, again, cold and cloudy. Again, just the, the weather was phenomenal, as I think you, you mentioned. Uh, I ended up... Uh, again, trying to maybe do something that I have not yet done and, and really taking my own advice. And I said, you know what? The feeder activity has been pretty poor, okay? And I, 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 just, um, I just think I really want to try to get out. I want to have a good shooting area where maybe I can catch some deer in some transition, you know? So We've got a, a big power line easement that, that, that's kept open by this, this power company, you know, thankfully not during deer season. Um, but, you know, because of the, the trucks that roll through there, you know, again, like every six months, whatever, they, you know, they, they clear it out and they make it really nice. And you, you know where I'm talking about. So oh, yeah. um, we've got a little open air tripod. And it's really not even a tripod. It's an old school, I kind of call it the, the South Texas deer stand. It's like 10 foot. And it's probably like a four by four little box. Okay, yeah, well, it's, more of a, it's a quad pod. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's it's basically the old the old school blinds, except it doesn't have any of the wood on it. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do is, well, there was this 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 guy who lived next to our ranch and who had like three of these things out there, and he was selling them for like fifty bucks a piece. So my ranch hand, being the you know the 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 guy that he is, he ended up. Uh, welding the you know some shooting rests on there and and uh, put a new ladder on there and put a little tin roof on there and we just cover it in, in um in some uh in some burlap and so that really helps us you know obviously keep concealed but it's not like a full blown blind and they're really easy to move so anyways we end up putting along these easements and just some travel areas because we've always said you know if the deer are not hitting the feeders. Uh, you know what? What better way than get out of the blinds? Try to sit mm-hmm. on the area where they're going to be going to, you know, you know, uh, from from A to B, you know, from bedding to to food or whatever. So, uh, that's what I did, and I ended up paying out, I ended up paying off, uh, paying dividends. Uh, so I I got up there, and again, it's it's just fun to be in nature. You know, uh, the wind was perfect; it was in my face. And um, I guess probably an hour before dark, I had a doe and a fawn pop out right in front of me, and I was not ready. 
uh, because I was sitting across the creek, probably about 800 yards from a feeder. So I was watching some, of course, there were some deer at this feeder and some turkeys. So I was kind of watching them and not watching right in front of me. But this doe and a fawn popped out and uh, they ended up kind of feeding off to the, to, uh, to my left. Well, right at dark, I had another doe come out and, and, and this doe was just super spooky. And she was looking up at me and although nobody's hunting this blind forever, uh, it's almost like she could tell I was there, you know, but, right. but I know she couldn't because I could see her from when she first popped out. Anyways, she got broadside. I gave her another good look and, uh, ended up nailing her right in the neck. And she ended up being about 130 pounds, four and a half year old doe. Just perfect. Nice. Uh, didn't have a fawn either. So, uh, that was nice to, to, to get her down. And it was funny as I was climbing down out of the blind, I, um, you know, so I got my gun on my shoulder and all that and my pack on, I look and, and here comes two bucks down that, that same kind of that, that, that draw area. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they weren't shooters, but boy, it could have been, if they were, it could have been a, a real bloodbath. But, <laughs> so uh, were you, were you, uh, ready when she stepped out? You said I you was, weren't ready when the other one was, yes, so how did you yes, get ready? Yes. I was she's staring I was, at you. <laughs> yeah. I was more ready this time. Um, which is not a word I had, I had my headphones on and I had my gun kind of up to where I just had to literally mount the gun on my shoulder and fire. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I really wasn't expecting to shoot. And of course, you know, me being me, I had the shakes oh, yeah. and, uh, oh yeah, I mean, it's like, do I really want to do this? I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. So I, I, I pulled the trigger and you guys are so proud. <laughs> uh, yeah. About so, time. Uh, yeah. 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 So it was crazy. <laughs> we go back to the cleaning station. I'm like, Hey, we're. Where are all the guys? Where's the where's the music? And so it was me and the cat, and yeah. you'll be happy I fed her a lot of meat. Good deal. She was all over my wife, and she's like, she's like, oh, get away, gross! <laughs> I'm like, oh, she loves you, and it was yeah. funny. She was wearing black pants, Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, and it was unbelievable the amount of dirt that was on her pants from that cat. It was <laughs> pretty humorous. So. Uh, so that was Wednesday night. So Thursday, Thursday morning, uh, I said again, I'm gonna go somewhere, again where I've not duck hunted before. So on the the front of our of uh, Rancho Bandito, kind of the the high fenced area, we have a a, a tank, and it, it it holds some ducks. But the tank behind it that that feeds it has always been a real duck hot spot. And, and two days before that, we were driving around. I, I went over there and scowled it with my girls. Um, and there, there was probably 50 ducks on it. And we're talking about, we're, we're talking about 50 ducks on a, you know, 30 by 30 tank. This is not big, uh, mm-hmm. but it's hidden. It's kind of out of the way. It's quiet. And then that's what they really like. And they're all puddle ducks. So I end up going to that tank and this one again is, is, is much smaller than where the frack tank okay and it's really guarded by a lot of old cedar trees and what's what's even better about is that the cows over the years have come in there they've made paths through it so it is just it is it is ugly it is bad bad news for for ducks i mean bad news because they cannot they cannot swoop in they've got to drop in uh, and, and so good Lord did they, so I'm, I'm, I got my decoys along the bank. Okay. And again, I, I'm, I'm still covered in dry mud from my frack tank experience. <laughs> so I put the decoys just off the bank and it's pretty deep. So which, which is great. So my strings are not, uh, are not hanging out, but the decoys along the bank, I got my dog 
and uh, shooting light comes, and here they come. They're just dropping in. Beep, 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 beep. You know, their, their wings are, are whistling. I'm thinking, oh, God, Scarlet's kind of, well, she breaks. She breaks. You're right at shooting light, and she's she's lose, she's basically lost her hearing, you know, from all the shotguns and just the years. She runs down there like a total, right. you know, <laughs> you know what. And I'm like, what are you doing? So I'm screaming at her. And I've got some video. Yeah, I mean, it it reminded me when she was a pup. Oh, my God. Finally got Ding Dong back up there with me. And uh, and then, boy, that was it. It was it was uh, 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 ugly. It was so much fun. Birds just falling in and just nailing them before they even hit the water. And boy, we limited it out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was just a real treat. All gabwalls, uh, which are just uh, you know probably the the second biggest puddle duck to mallards. So I think I ended up shooting five drakes and one hen. So wow, it was uh, it was great. Um, you know, and then Thanksgiving evening, I didn't end up going out. Uh, I just you know, I I just had you ate too much. <laughs> oh well, now it's funny. I I really didn't, uh, but. I just didn't feel like getting in the blind because I get yeah. warm, toasty, and I fall asleep. Uh, I actually ended up driving around, and uh, it was funny. You know, you know our neighbor uh, who's got the the big tank next to us. Um, I was driving along, kind of the, the, our, our our fence, and uh, again, it was it was getting towards dark. Um, and I I looked out there with my binoculars, kind of near his house, if you know where I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a massive oak tree. I'm like, what is all that? And I just see some dots out there. Well, there was like there was like 30 deer out there, huh, uh, really? just eating. Yeah, yeah, just eating out there. You know, he had, you know, he, I guess a lot of his forbs and stuff had come up. So it was kind of cool to watch them. God, there were some does out there, Jimmy. That oh, but <laughs> oh, they were huge. I mean, I, I'm I'm a thousand yards away from them, and I can look at them and say, oh yeah, that's that's a shooter deer. Oh sure. man, mm-hmm. huh. So now it was it was a great it was the best Thanksgiving as far as hunting is concerned I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of well, fun, awesome. yeah, a lot of fun. So I, um, um, you know, we got a couple. I guess what two more months of of duck hunting and deer hunting, and then it's back to the off season. But yeah, it's been been fun so far. Well, I think when we when we end up talking about uh, you know next year, you know ahead of hunting season and we say start talking about duck hunting and whatnot you won't it won't be like yes. this year when you're like ah, oh, you know you'll be, at least you'll be like oh yeah last year was great oh yeah yeah <laughs> you'll, you'll yeah. be singing a different tune oh no for sure and, and i'll tell you the, the difference is uh again it's i always say it it's the, the double edge you know, bittersweet whatever you want to call it but you know last year we had so much water you know all the tanks were full uh, and so we just, the ducks had so much real estate, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that was a real problem. And, uh, you know, looking back on it now, uh, what, instead of just hunting the same freaking place over and over again, I should have thought outside the tank and, uh, and hunted, you know, some of these other little places. Right. That's what I really should have done. But honestly, I was just so bummed and just so, you know, pouty, which you know how I get mm-hmm. when it comes yep, to that. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I just, no, I'm little, not a little female to... dog there. Yeah, take that, take that, bucks. You know, <laughs> you're not invited to my birthday party. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I I think I could speak for uh, the rest of us, uh, your hunting group here, and say we're very proud that you pulled the trigger on that deer. Oh, I know. 
I thought, <laughs> believe me. I, I thought to myself, oh, they're gonna they're gonna put gold stars on my fridge paper today. I'm so <laughs> pumped. Yeah, so funny enough, I've got she's actually currently chopped up and, and sitting in my cooler and, and your cooler, by the way. Okay. I, I took your meat cooler up and that uh, which okay. is just awesome, by the way, because it's got the handle on it, you know. Yep, yep. Um, so it's sitting in my 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 uh, garage, bleeding out as we speak. It was actually kind of funny. I, I, um, I, uh, I guess it was the day before. Like, yeah, the day before last night was my first time to bleed her out since Sunday, and so I'm out there, you know, not looking so good, and uh, <laughs> in my shorts and like cut off shirt, and you know, so one of my neighbors drives by in a Lexus, and I'm sitting here holding this cooler out with blood coming out of it, you know, kind of like, oh my god, our redneck was- neighbors are at it again. Oh, <laughs> well, that's funny. I can Merry Christmas. That. You know what's full? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, awesome. Congratulations. Uh, I hope. Everyone out there listening, uh, if you're able to to go out hunting, uh, hopefully all had some good success as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you did, uh, we'd love to see any pictures about them. Yes. You know, yes. Send them along. Uh, you can send them to our Instagram at FeedBandit or just email them, howdy at FeedBandit.com uh, or Facebook uh, at FeedBandit as well. Yes. Uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to see them. Um, you got anything else on this one? That is about it, my friend. I think I'm All good. Right. All right, cool. All right, folks. We thank you for uh, joining us on this this podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next one. So until then, take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. Just a reminder to text the word Bandit to three four five three four five. And when you do, you'll join our email list where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out. So again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one and remember to support your local feed store.